What's up, weirdos, rejects, and free spirits? Welcome back to another episode of Coven of Rejects. I'm your host, Gemini. As always, sit back, clutch your crystals, and let's get into some crazy spiritual shit. This is the final episode of season three, and this is... Me bringing my sister-in-law talking about our family and some projects that we have coming up in the future. We are going to be taking a couple uh, week break in between the season and season four. So that gives you time to get caught up on all the previous episodes. And then, of course, you can still connect with me over on Patreon dot com slash coven of rejects because just because the podcast is going quiet for a couple weeks doesn't mean that I am there's always content happening over there we have another spot open for the mentorship tier so if you guys sign up for the shadow queens tier you get one-on-one mentorship with me and then if you guys are interested in signing up for the next round of personalizing your craft classes you can go to the Coven of Rejects website and sign up for classes there, sign up for readings with me. Um, My mediumship readings are $25 off and my tarot oracle readings are $15 off till the end of April. And then if you've never been a client of mine before, I have $30 30-minute consultation appointments. And so that's how you can connect with me that way. Um, If you have not taken a look at the Coven of Rejects merch line, we're about to be having a bunch of changes to the merch. So if you want existing designs, I highly suggest that you go over to the Coven of Rejects website and check out the merch. And here is today's episode. Hello. Um, so if you guys are watching this on Patreon, this is another in-person episode and I have my sister-in-law Amanda today. Um, you're going to have to talk on this podcast because not everybody can see you. I know. Okay. (laughs) She silently waved. I'm like, you are going to have to speak. Hi everyone. (laughs) Um, we have so much stuff that we do together, like behind the scenes and stuff that we're going to be doing. And it's been a long time coming that I have her on the podcast. Um, so welcome. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here. So usually when I do the podcast, I obviously like, it's not on video. So I don't really address the people listening so much as like one-on-one. So I want to keep it that same style with you, which like maybe a little bit like awkward at first, but I think we'll get into it. Um, So when we, I want to take it back from like the very beginning, because when we first met, I wasn't doing all the stuff that I'm doing. So like, we didn't talk about spirituality that much. And then as we kind of started to, you were like going to you were like Christian right is that how you would no not even um I grew up Catholic like very Catholic I swear to goodness I was at church almost daily and I kind of got out of that and started exploring other things um especially in my 20s and stuff but I still go to church and mostly it's going to church because where I live, (laughs) 
<laughs> even though we live like in the same area, I am really secluded. So it's more of a social aspect for me. Um, I do believe there's higher powers. I'm not above anybody. Um, so more of going to church just because, again, social aspect, meeting people, having neighbors um, around me. They're kind of, they're, well, my closest is about three acres away. Right. So, um, and everybody in this area specifically is a little older. But there's not too many people like my age, so I just go socially. Ayla likes to go for her friends too. So yeah, it's more of a social thing for us than it is actually taking in everything. Yeah. Um, but I like to be educated and know things. So therefore, um, you like immerse yourself in it and like have knowledge of that. And yes. Yeah. it's just so hard because I don't believe in a lot of the things that um, churches preach. I especially am not somebody that is okay with um, bashing other people, thinking that their religion is better than everybody else. So it's really hard for me to like find some place where I belong and especially because I feel like I live in a bible belt I feel like where I feel like Idaho feels like a bible belt and it's so it's just so weird to me I so no surprise like I'm from California and it's just so different there. And like everybody has different like religions, different, even growing up in the mountains like I did. I think because I grew up in the mountains like I did, so many people are like nature-based and hippie and whatever. So it's like completely normal. And then here, like I'm, I'm like the weird one, I yeah. feel like. And it's hard for me to find like friends. And I also like that you're more witchy than your husband now. <laughs> because like he thinks he's like the wizard of all witches and he's like I've got an answer because I burned an herb once like <laughs> I read this wicca book in prison <laughs> well your husband too just because yeah. they grew up Wiccan and they're like I know and I'm like okay you know what when I was on my anniversary trip this was shocking and you'll be surprised Brian was like, I would really like, I would love to come on your podcast sometime. And he's like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that like I experienced with how I grew up with like my parents being Jehovah's Witness and then they were Christian yeah. and then we were Mormon. And like, and then, you know, then my mom was like hardcore Wiccan and they have such a, I almost want to say like a fear-based thing when it comes to magic. I feel like, like Brian all the time be like, don't dabble in shit that's like too dark because there is stuff out there that like you don't want to touch and whatever and yeah. I'm like why are you so scared about yeah um, well like when I was um you know I got the my tarot my tarot deck and I was sitting there and I 
cut them out and I was just shuffling through them and everything. And Stephen's just like, did you even light candles? Did you, you know, do you got your stones? I'm like, calm, calm down. Like, I just am shuffling. <laughs> Did them. you thank the leader of the underworld before you started shuffling? <laughs> yeah, he's like, you're gonna be letting all kinds of stuff in. You don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, could you just let me be and let me just do what I'm doing? Because I can't I can't have you just throwing fear at me. I don't that's one thing for me. You know what I think too is like when you think about who our mother-in-law in is as a person and her energy and then you think about the fact that she was yielding energy to manifest the things that she was wanting there she has such a like no consideration for anybody else kind of energy and so I can imagine that if she is doing witchcraft and it's already a fear-based thing and then you have her energy and I'm not saying that, that Wicca is uh, a fear-based thing um, I'm saying that this particular person, like the way that she would yield that energy and then have like very structured things in her mind and like a, a fear of what happens if you don't follow those rules. I think then like if that's what they were exposed to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, and think about it. They came out of trying different religions. So, and they're all fear based. I mean, I always tell people all the time, like I have Catholic guilt because I grew up Catholic. So everything so I was, do. Who was Catholic? Your dad? I don't see your mom being Catholic. No, it was actually um, my grandma. But yeah, it, so my grandma on my dad's side, when we lived in Texas, I was her little baby basically I was with her almost all the time I was with her more than I was with my parents and that's only because my household sucked but at the same time like my grandma gave me everything she spoiled me um and when my parents worked I had to be over at her house anyways because she was watching me so I just end up staying the night most nights I get it and then and, you get whatever religion is, whatever. Yeah. And my grandma always told everybody um, she was going to be a nun if she hadn't met my grandpa. And so that's how into religion she was. And every time I think of nuns, I always think of Sound of Music. <laughs> and I keep wanting to, and when you guys were over, like, like two visits ago Ayla's like I want to watch a movie and so I turned on Sound of Music and she's all Anna, this movie's boring and I'm like it's a classic <laughs> and uh the guys came in and they're like you can't make our kids watch this you can't it was like, I'm so bored Aunt Diana I'm like I just want someone to watch this movie with me <laughs> And all I think about when I think about nuns now is Sister Act. So I just, I'm like, now there's something like that would be okay. But no, it was, it was the um, very like Roman Catholic, you were exercising while you're in church, you're up, you're down, you're kneeling, you're standing, you're walking, you're, you know, every, all of the things. It was so 
so strict. I went through the Catholicism classes. I was baptized when I was a baby, like all of the things. And my grandma just made me go to everything with her. So Wednesday night mass. Where uh, is the Catholic faith or religion like mostly at demographically, like in the world? I I would say mostly um, Spain, Mexico, um, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, where there's a huge population, probably like Southern California, where there's a bigger population of Hispanic people. I was, I asked because like, so my stepdad is Mexican and they're, um, the way that they practice Catholicism and like my Mima practices Catholicism versus like, if I've had like white friends that have practiced Catholicism, it's so different. Yeah. And, um, it almost is like two different, like religions to me yeah and it really is yeah I went to church so when I moved up here um my grandma she would call me and she'd tell me all the time make sure you find a church make sure you're going to church all of that so I spent like first couple of years I was only I was almost nine when we moved up here and um, I spent the first couple of years looking for churches and there was one that was just down the street from me. So I went to this Catholic church and it was so different. I didn't like it because I didn't know anything other than the strict Roman Catholic. You have to do this and it's very fear-based and, and, and you have to do these certain things. And it wasn't that way with, um, with the church that I went to. So then I went to my aunt said she'd help me to find something. So we went to all of the different Catholic churches, didn't like them. I went to a Baptist church. It was okay, but it wasn't, still wasn't what I was used to. And I had no idea like what I was looking for. And then I went to a Christian church and I went there for a little while because they had stuff for teens and like preteens and all of that to do. So I liked that one because it wasn't just like they made activities and you were learning and I was like, okay, I can get into this because then it's not horrible and I'm not bored and all of the yeah. things. And then um, I just remember going, um, I moved out to Nampa, which isn't very far from here. It's between us basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I moved out there when I was uh, 19 with um, my soon-to-be husband at that point. And there was a church literally across the street. So I went over there one time and I was just like, well, this is more like what I was used to, but it was like an Irish Catholic. Yeah. And that's, that's, see, that's what I mean. There's different, and maybe that's, okay, so maybe like, when I was saying like white people, maybe I'm thinking like Irish, Irish Catholic, Catholic and versus like, I don't know what the proper term for Mexican Catholic is, but it's its own thing. It is like a, it's like very, very strict because if you think about it, 
you know, Mexico was invaded by the Spaniards and the Spaniards were all very Catholic. So they brought that with them because before that it was native. Yeah. And so there are a ton of Catholic churches down there because of the Spaniards coming in. I think there are, I think that the Catholic churches that I've seen, I've seen so many gorgeous, like gorgeously architecturally Catholic churches. In Sacramento, there are, there used to be this Catholic church literally right around the corner. My Mima and I used to walk to it and it was this huge like brick and iron building. And like, I just think that it's, they're some of the most beautiful buildings. Yeah. Yeah, they're gorgeous inside. I was going to ask you, and maybe I did ask you and you didn't know the answer, but Brian and I were noticing that the LDS churches, they all have this like, um, they're like these arches, like tall pointy arches. And then there's like a long pole at the top with like a crown. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know why, like there has to be a symbolism of that. And I don't know what it is. So the number of um of the pointy things is supposed to be like their level of what the church has deemed that church to be so like there's the big temple that's they have like a big temple in all the big cities and so like Boise has one that's right Um, right next to the freeway that's the one I'm talking about that I'm like holy shit so you have to have a special invitation to go into that one literally even if you're LDS what if what if God sent me an invitation and I came here because I I heard his word it wouldn't matter you can't go in there like you and I could never step foot in there if you are not part of the LDS religion you cannot go into that temple period and when people get married in that temple there can only be like three people I think three or four people that can go in there with the bride and groom to be married so you can't even have like a huge wedding and ceremony i've only heard some shit that has gone on i don't need i don't it's all speculation but i don't know yes one of the so like you know how back in the day they would have to like watch you concert what does it consummate your marriage? Right. It's LDS. Did they do that? And how yes. old is that religion? Because it's Mormonism, right? I don't know why I said it like that. It's Mormonism, but I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. No need to shout, bitch. I'm right here. Fuck. <laughs> um, it is. It is not very old. Uh, the. I know that the guy john smith who started it was basically tripping out on fucking mushrooms or lsd or something it's always a john smith yeah and he he's like god spoke to me and i needed to start this religion and da 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 so that's how they came to be and migrated to utah which is like this you know what's funny is like we, I just noticed that we both do this where we're like, they're fucking crazy saying God sent them. But then I'll all the time be like, nah, spirit says that's not the right path for me. I'm just saying <laughs> like, it, you know, that religion is, uh, they can't, 
they're not, they can't use nicotine. They can't use things to harm their body or That's whatever. That's how Christian sciences that I grew up in. Yeah. So they're kind of similar from what you've told me about Christian science and LDS. They're, they've got their similarities in some ways. They've got a lot of similarities. And I know people who were Mormon and then became Christian science or vice versa. And I think that when people, a lot of like, if you're not very educated on it and all you've seen is like sister wives, you think that being Mormon is having all these wives or whatever, but a lot of the teachings that they have are the same as Christian science in the way that like, they also cherry pick their stories a lot. So while their stories- They're not religions. (laughs) You know, there are, I- I will say my aunt and uncle, and I talked about them in like one of my first episodes, my aunt and uncle are, um, were Christian or are Christian. And they would take me to church with them sometimes. And I did have like crazy ass experiences there, but it wasn't because like, oh, I'm believing in your God or whatever. It's because like, when you have everybody's energy in a room going towards one thing and it's all about like raising their vibrational connection. And that's, it was very emotionally overwhelming for me to have everybody's energy be like amplified by each other like that. And at that time, I didn't know how to like harness energy or anything like that. So I was just overwhelmed. Um, but their fucking, their church, I felt like that was just a really cool experience and I'm fucking high. So I don't remember where I was going with that, uh, little rant, but it was something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just looking at your eyes. I've been watching you with your eyes and I'm like, she is high as bald. <laughs> so, so what happened was I came here, smoked a J and then my brother-in-law was like, I don't want that dab. So I was like, well, you're being a bitch. I'll take the dab for you. (laughs) And then I was like, dang, I'm still not high. And you're like, I have edibles. Do you want one or two? And I was like, give me two. So I know it works. And then we waited because catastrophes just kept happening in the world. And then we came here right at peak time. (laughs) (laughs) I've been sitting here like my mouth's a little dry. (laughs) I'm going to grab my water. (laughs) um that's so I feel like you know what's funny is now we have a reason for us to like talk about like religion and like upbringings and shit like that and for the longest time I'm like what did we even talk about because like we were so close but not with like in-depth things like we are now you know what I mean like I feel like our our connection is so much different now than it ever was well, you live you live closer, so that's true. We're more entwined in each other's lives as well. Um, we got that fucking bitch out of our houses. Yes, yeah. Oh We've been trading our mother-in-law just like. Well, I had her first, and then hot potatoed her over here, and then she hot potatoed her somewhere else. No. Oh. <laughs> That was an experience. I feel like that bonded us. Like, oh yeah. Well, first it tore us apart because she lied. And uh, so 
so yeah so like to get to know us um <laughs> our mother-in-law totally pitted uh, so we're married to brothers totally pitted the brothers against each other and then like threw us into it and like told us lies about each other and like all this crazy stuff nightmare stories about living with us when like all of it was lies so for a year none of us talked the brothers didn't talk we didn't talk and then finally we got together and we started comparing stories as soon as we got together and oh that was we like confronted her she like took off walking down the road in a sweatshirt and then everybody or the brothers were like she has dementia but she didn't have dementia she's just crazy it was a whole thing and so we overcame that I'll mm-hmm. say they're closer the brothers are closer than like ever ever yeah and we don't have there was a long time years where we would get together and we would be like how long are we going to make it before there's an argument yeah every time we visit we're, we'd be like sorry it's like that yeah. You and I would be texting each other, like, can we just have one time? Yeah. It was, it was just crazy. But I think that everybody's, like, grown and learned, and that was a thing. Like, we all kind of needed to take our journeys and figure everything out. And, yeah, it just has made us all better. And the kids still just love playing together and um I don't know it just I'm really really glad that we are so close because sometimes all the time I'm like I don't know how I would do this without you yeah (laughs) you're the only person in the world that understands what it's like to be married to a rat brother (laughs) (laughs) they're on their own own level of I don't even know how to explain it it's you know what it is is that they're very like passionate um driven people about things and so it comes off as like an extremist and it's any new idea I'm going to throw everything I have into this and if I have emotions I'm going to put everything I have into this emotion and for a long time, they didn't think about having to consider other people's feelings because they were young or because they didn't have people around them that they gave a shit about, or they were, both of them are always the person who is looking out for somebody else, but does, isn't being looked out for. Right. And I think that they had to like come through all of that. And you know, also having their mom with them the years, like that helped I think heal childhood trauma things too of like yeah and I mean look they um mine for a long time didn't even talk to their dad because he they just kept butting heads and they couldn't figure out how to communication guys communication is one of the biggest aspects of life with other people yeah, but and they, they also went through abuse as kids and like yeah uh, you know on top of like that abuse like again back to religion like they went through like religious abuse too of like extreme this is what you're yeah and seeing weird shit you. Oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry i'm trying to care don't forget <laughs> um and seeing weird shit too because i've heard 
So, okay, so let's get into that. Their house was haunted when they were growing up. Yeah. So this, I I don't know if it was more than one person. It was, Um, but one of them was like- One of them had hung himself. Yeah. And it was in their room. Yeah. So Brian said like they would wake up, the um, the radio would be on, they would hear like walking down the down thing, the, down the hallway. hallway. If Brian went outside, he could, the guy would come outside and smoke. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, oh, and then Darlene was telling me that's my, that's she who shall not be named. Um, that's our <laughs> mother-in-law. Um, she was telling me one time like, oh yeah, to get rid of a energy you need to have a dagger and you need to have your wand you need to back him into a corner and you need to stab him or whatever and and my husband's told me that story before too of like this is how you would get rid of that energy like my mom did crazy shit and I'm like not to talk shit about like mental health but she is actually schizophrenic right and um that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about fear shit that they went through is like, yeah, she like, of course she's like the, that is, she is the savior of situations. Have you noticed that? Oh yeah. It's always what she, somebody was doing this. And so I had to stop I in. Had to do this. I never realized that. Yeah, no, she is. Like when she said, I don't feed my child. So she had to get him snacks. Right. I don't, I, I don't feed him. I don't feed my kid either. Like all we do have we ever had a family function where we have not planned out snacks ahead of time you and I are like this is what I got for an appetizer this is what we're having for dinner I knew what we were eating tonight for dinner yesterday afternoon at three fucking o'clock yeah (laughs) our kids never eat though Uh, we uh aren't very good wives we don't take care of our husbands meanwhile they both have all the snacks they could ever dream of snuck in on that never mind <laughs> never mind <laughs> we don't get our bodies from not eating but like <laughs> we're like thick ron hard <laughs> yeah. but yeah it uh, i just wow i can't even imagine like we say all the time it's surprising they're functioning adults because of what they went through and and it it makes a lot of sense. I mean, I had at one point in time, I had an entity that was attached to me and I knew that it was a male. I had seen his form in the middle of the night a few times, just staring over me in bed. And I just, I lived in an old house. I thought, whatever, it's fine. As long as he's not bothering me when Stephen and I got together, that was a problem for this entity. And you guys doing mushrooms out in the public, that can totally make you <laughs> bring home entities that you did not plan on. Cause I'm pretty sure that's how I ended up with it. You did mushies like in a, what, in like a graveyard? Oh, I did no, I actually was like, well, much anywhere and everywhere I'd just be rolling around town walking around I shouldn't say so you were just picking whatever I just went for it and just would go and then one time I remember being um you know where the train depot is right yeah I was wandering through the train depot in the middle of so you literally picked up a traveler yeah fucking broad there was a big wedding going on I'm tripping my mushrooms and like I'm a goat I 
it was a whole thing, but I think I'm pretty sure that's where I picked it up was down at the depot, maybe near the ponds or something. I don't know. It could have been anywhere throughout Boise because I was just wandering. Hmm. Um, but when we got together, it was it became an issue. And then I didn't know that I was pregnant, but apparently had become pregnant. So then he really started messing with us because he came with me, of course, when we moved out and yeah. moved into our own place and everything. And then when I became pregnant, I'm pretty sure that's when all the issues started. So then I'm like, okay, so we need to banish him and we need to go down to the store to go buy all of these things yeah. to help get rid of him. And yeah, he, I just remember he was like, we're going to have to do all this and that and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it doesn't have to be that complicated. We just have to let it know that it does not belong here. And, you know, just going through things, like making it all simple and he's like making it complicated. And I'm like, no. Plus it was around Halloween time. Cause it was like, it literally was a few days before Halloween when it got really bad. And I'm pretty sure that's when. I gotta tell you something. And just because it just popped into my mind. So while we were gone on our anniversary, I was telling Brian about how like I'm really been like getting into herbalism and I'm really like I'm wanting to um like start doing more of like my spell oil making and so like I'm I'm looking into these things and I'm talking about carrier oil and he's like I know how to extract he's like I can totally extract he's like I'll totally extract lavender oil for you like absolutely and I'm like no like I'm explaining and he's like babe like weed extractions like I've been the guy like I know how to do it and I'm like That's... no it's not the same as like those kinds of extractions and he's like so I just there we have such a normal life now that I forget about like when I met you you were selling weed and like you were the hookup to the guy for everybody <laughs> and like that's one thing like ah fuck dude we made so much money when we lived in Monterey and he was the weed man that like because we were growing and selling it and we had so much money we but what we did is we like experienced Monterey like we had like a rental on the on the beach and we um you know went out to eat every single meal at like really nice restaurants and whatever and had like a nice car that fucking Lincoln was nice um I remember we went and got Fody uh-huh. you remember my Doberman yeah he's gonna be we were just talking about it he would be five or six this year he'll be mm-hmm. six this year Stephen wanted to go get him and bring him up here and we at that point in time we were homeless and I was like are you are you fucking kidding me? We're you, know, you're, you can't. Because remember, he went down there and he was like, what if I just bring him back? We're fucking homeless. I'm living in a fucking motel with our daughter. With right a now. big ass unfixed Doberman. I was like, our dog is over at a friend's house right now. And you're you're trying to bring in a, a Doberman. We have a pit bull and then we're going to have a Doberman and we're supposed to find some place to live in Idaho. That that just does not no happen. you know what he went to a really beautiful family they renamed him Bodie because they didn't know what Fody was so we named him Fody because we got him in Valet 
uh, Vallejo, Vallejo. <laughs> and E40 is from Vallejo yeah. and Fody water is so that's he was Fody and the people were like we even asked our kids and they didn't get it and I'm like listen you fucking uncultured swine <laughs> the fact that you don't know E40 isn't my fucking business <laughs> oh my god but anyways um I just as we were talking and whatnot and we were talking about like just their past or whatever I was just thinking of him like I can extract anything (laughs) I know how to extract oil from flowers that they're the same because he if I um because I want to start making our own little bath salts and stuff so I've been looking at different fragrances and things for for healing and calming yeah and that sort of thing so um we've been we're gonna start doing that but he's like well or we could do this and extract the oils I'm like okay stop we don't need to go to that extreme like it's okay you're like I was thinking maybe some chamomile yeah a little dandelion root I wasn't going with being high right (laughs) he's like well we could we could have some CBD even and I'm like okay Tom calm down I just was talking about you know making our own little scents because we love to buy the Epsom salts with the different scents and trying to make it cheaper because my husband takes 40 bajillion baths in a week and I take like two I don't know go figure and I'm the one that's usually in the public and needing to block off the energies and stuff from the day but I can't go take a bath because my husband's already in there and living his best life yeah (laughs) he's got shit going on playing his call of duty on his phone like how relaxing is that I mean I guess you're killing people whatever well there was that day you guys were telling me when he went to go start the bath for you and it overflowed oh my god he just left the water going I'm so thankful that our tub like drains quickly it's got this thing to keep it from overflowing because yeah he left it on for I don't know how many hours it, I was like, really, the water's been running this great. I can imagine what the water bill was. Was it high? I don't even know. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I just paid that bitch. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, so we have shit that we're going to be doing. Yes. So you've gotten to kind of know Amanda a little bit now. Um we have stuff coming out together so we are about to be um doing our own podcast called mystic sisters and i'm so excited about it um and if you guys remember the episode her name is Kristen, and the episode is the butterfly effect it kind of turned into a little mediumship reading about her friend Brittany, who was murdered um and it was a murder suicide situation and um believed to be like a complete setup and there's there's a whole bunch of information on it um but that's going to be our first season of mystic sisters is 
meeting up with Kristen and Brittany's dad, Joe, and interviewing them and getting the full story. And um, I think the really cool thing about it is that we're going in as me being a medium who already has like a connection with Kristen and with Brittany's story. And then Amanda, who is an energy worker in your own right. Yeah. Apparently I can help calm people down just being around. I don't know. I'm just me. <laughs> but I, I'm also a healer by nature. So I'm, you know, We've been, uh, I've been taking Gemini's class and we're going to be doing um, Reiki. I know you're probably looking at a class too that I don't know if I will have time to do with that weekend because I'm going to have family in town. I was wondering that too when I sent you the dates. Um, yeah, my aunt and uncle and one of my cousins who hasn't been up here since he was like 10 is coming up with his family. So may not be able to do that one, but I am going to do it at some point because not only does this bitch need it, <laughs> need some healing, um, but yeah, I'm just a healer and I'm excited. I love true crime, but I, I love spooky shit, obviously. And I'm not afraid of ghosts. That sounds like Ghostbusters <laughs> shit. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like Ghostbusters. So the first season, I think we've kind of decided that our first season is of Mystic Sisters is going to be this story with um about Brittany. And um the main reason being that like her daughter is still in like a bad situation and um her daughter needs to have justice too. And so we just we want to lend a full first season so that we're able to really dive into that story and give Joe and Kristen the time that they deserve and um, and do that justice. So uh, that'll be the first season. And then we're kind of thinking that we're going to do like true crime, like cool true crime episodes in between. And we'll do a variety of different types of stories instead of just having one theme um because then we can like spice it up and we're not really one-dimensional type of girls nope we'd like it all yeah and then we'll take requests if people have like active stories that they are like hey there's still you know needs to be something done about this so those are the kinds of stories that we'll do yeah we want to help people um and getting stories out and trying to um yeah, get justice for them, for these people who died tragically. And yeah. Yep. So I'm really excited about that. And then, um, so she's going to be also in uh, here shortly. You'll start showing up on the true crime and witchcraft segment yes. on Patreon. Yes. And so we'll kind of connect in that way too. I supposed to already have a story done you guys I uh, listen I have been a Girl Scout mom slash leader slash cookie manager by the way fuck Girl Scouts you know what those little girls stood out there in cold and snow slinging the fuck out of those cookies did you know that the 
parents do not get reimbursed for the gas to go to these fucking adventures and they live up in the mountains of bunfuck nothing and they're driving all over the place to get her to go and do different things it, the whole purpose is that they're raising money to be able to go on like a girl scout trip so they're all voting on where they want to go and picking these places and like raising money. And the, they're, they're making thousands of dollars in cookies and they get literally like the smallest fucking portion. Yeah. So it's like free child labor. The girls, I think they get 25%. But they're the ones out there doing all the work for it. Oh yeah. And I... I had basically because I work full time and then I volunteered to do all this because nobody else wanted to do it. So I was in charge of the cookies and setting up booths and making sure the girls got a lot of their amount of cookies that they sold and this and that. And I had a whole part-time job on top of my full-time job. And now my job's like, okay, we've got all these events. We're going to do these events. And we we had them all set up and it was like, bam, 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 bam. So you guys, I will, I promise <laughs> you'll see me more doing the true crime and witchcraft because I've already got at least one story that I am diving into and it's out of the UK and it is bananas and it's recent um yes. <laughs> can't wait it's not like it's like back in the 1800s this is like it just happened a couple years ago like 2018 I think is when this happened and it's just like what the fuck so um yeah anyways not to have excuses but girls been busy I don't think that's excuses like the dream right is that eventually we are, you're able to be able to do other things where you don't have to have your time dedicated always to somebody else. And like, you can do mm-hmm. things part-time or you can, you know, like, I think that's everybody's dream is to own their time and whatnot. And I know that that's been a huge thing for me and something that like, I'm like, oh no, we're going to make the projects that we do together. Something where like that becomes a reality for you because I just, I think that's important for people. I think that everybody should. And I talk about that comes up so much in people's readings too, of like, people will be like, I don't want to like be at my job anymore. I want to do this. And that's something I'm so good about at readings is being like, this is your strength right here. This is how you could implement this. And you know, you're amazing at reading. Anytime I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm just, I'm going through some shit right now. Mentally, I need you to help me. I need I need you to just, I need you to just link up with me and tell me that everything's going to be working out the way that I'm stressing about because the girl's going into panic mode. (laughs) Panicking. Don't have anxiety. I don't know what you're talking about. It's not a thing. We're, we're always anxious at different times. I think the only time that we've been like, mad at the same time was that day that we flipped out on our mother-in-law together yeah that was the first time that we that we'd been together since we hadn't talked in a year 
Yeah. And so we had so much emotion and then we were like, oh, what? And dude, overwhelmed with overwhelmed with like, like all the screaming. I just, yeah, it, I, it was frustrating. It was sad. And I say that it's sad because we lost a whole year and Brent and Steven are both like, we just didn't know what the fuck was going to happen in that room. You guys were both yelling. She I, was yelling. I literally had to tell myself to not, do not punch her because she will be severely injured because she's up in my grill and we're, I'm, See, I'm the opposite of you. It, I'm like, swing first, ask questions later. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the like, give me a reason person. Like, <laughs> and you like, you're Although like you get called like crazy or whatever and your husband makes jokes about like she's the crazy Mexican girl like whatever <laughs> you are so much like you take more stuff and you're so much calmer and I feel like and your husband's the same way as this which is probably why you're so calming for us is like I'm always just ready and just ready for you to give me a reason and so to me, like my toxic trait is that silently inside, I'm like, I've been wanting to fuck you up for years. Please get in my space the way you're getting in Amanda's space right now. I'm ready. I'm over here ready. <laughs> and she didn't, she directed it at you. And I was like, is it because she has more patience? Is it because like, she thinks her husband will stop it? Cause my husband won't stop. Right. <laughs> and that's probably what it was because she knew that if I swung, my husband would be like, pushing me and pushing her out of the way which ended up having to happen anyways but yeah that was just insane and yes I have my crazy side I do lose my shit every great you know every so often but the only knew what I put up with on a daily basis nobody but us knows <laughs> no I I don't know we can like we can like be like oh like you don't know what I put up with but also like I like it I love my husband and I actually don't think that I can see myself I needed somebody to put me in check I think and is what yeah. I figured out in life because man I no. used to have I've been married before and he was a Pisces. Okay, so I'm a Capricorn. And he was a Pisces. And he Yikes. drove me crazy. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. I'd be emotional, but not really dealing with the emotions. Passive. Yeah, it's just it just drove me crazy. So then um then I was with another Capricorn. I don't know why I picked the same area. Anyways, we were in <laughs> the same area. Well, yeah, because then look, you know, students in Aquarius. So then there's like, it's all like within like a month and a half of each other, two months of each other. Anyway, yeah, that, so Capricorn, he was a bitch. And I say that in the nicest way possible. Like he could not, I was the man of the relationship. So that has always been my problem in relationships is that I've always been the, so I was, I didn't realize this until like the last couple of years. I only ever dated Aquarius men 
And then one time I dated a Virgo and ew. And so that didn't vibe with me. I didn't like that. And uh, I always felt like they were hella assertive in the beginning. And it was always like bad boy mentality and like the biggest guy in the room kind of thing. Cause hey, and then they would be bitches. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want you to just look mean. Like I want you to, you know, be mean. And yeah, I can't, I can't. Uh, my husband is. Not like, I, not that I want someone to be mean to me, but like, I just, I, I, I can't, you can't, I, I can't do the golden retriever. Like you can't look like a Doberman and then, mm, and not. or a Corso. And then yeah. you're a fucking beagle on yeah. the inside. I don't want to be as a beagle. I didn't want that. No. <laughs> and my husband's like pit bull through and through. Mean, vicious, will bite when needed and still a lover. He is a pit bull through and through. He is. That's why he connects with our dogs so well. What kind of dog? <laughs> My husband is a dog who say that my husband, what kind of fucking dog would my husband be? I, he would be a, he would be one of those that's like a thug on the inside. And then on the outside looks like he's like, like preppy-ish. He's not preppy, but like a boxer. Brian would be a boxer. That's what it is. He would be a boxer. Yeah. And he, him he and has, his, him has, and his chain. <laughs> he kind of has this uh, roughish look, but he's a little more. It's funny because he's like more gentle on the outside, but then like. But he's harsher on the inside. Oh God, I don't even know how to explain how Brian, he's. I don't know. He. What's funny is, <laughs> her husband's afraid of me. <laughs> no, he tells his brother, "Deal with your wife. I've got, I've got mine under control. Get you." You know, last time you guys were over, it was the so she yelled. Um, because there's this thing where when we get together, they disappear and then we're left with kids and making food. And we're like, we don't want to do that. We want to do other shit together. And we always have the kids like you, you figure it out. And so Amanda was yelling and she's like, next time we're fucking leaving. You guys can figure it out. We're fucking leaving and yelled. And then, um, they wanted, they came over to our place and the guys wanted to go and do something. And Brian's like, that which is my husband he's like oh is your wife gonna be cool with that you better get your wife under control and you know what while you're doing that get mine under control too i'm not dealing with the shit today <laughs> i yelled once once it's because it was like 20 let's let's take 20 times i knew when he said i don't know what the big deal is about it and i saw your eyes open <laughs> and like you like your head went down it's like it's like when they tell you to calm down you're being psycho. That's exactly what that was to me. You don't understand what the problem is. Let me fucking tell you. We figure out food. Okay. So you they came up funny? here they for always, Christmas. Yes. And stayed for a few days, which was great. And I loved it. But we planned. Jim and I and I planned all of the meals 
had all of the food. We cooked everything. We did the grocery shopping. All of the <laughs> things, right? Plus took care of the kids, made sure the presents were under the tree and wrapped and da-da-da-da-da. And guess the fuck what? They kept it disappearing. They'd just be gone. Not only that, but when they did come back, they bitched at us about us not being done wrapping presents and being up here because our plan had been the entire time. This is what bothers me. Telling what the fucking plan is multiple times. And then what was it? I wasn't really paying attention to that when you were saying it. I had other shit going on. They don't fucking listen. I will. Oh, you know, like in the, what is it? Shark tales when she's like, I just want to take your big dummy face. And I just want to. Yeah, (laughs) it's exactly. It's exactly. And it, we had a stressful time anyways, but we made the best of it. Any, I'm just saying like, this is constant. And then I was like, you know what? I'm so tired of it because that day, It had been raining or something. It was so muddy outside. The kids couldn't get outside and play. And we were trapped inside with them, running around, all of this energy, screaming, fighting over toys. And I mean, if you're a parent, you understand, you get it. And then still having to make sure... You know, I knew my husband was fucking or, drunk on whatever adventure they were on. So, yeah. th- so it's great because my brother-in-law doesn't drink and my husband does. And my husband was, he was sloshed the entire Christmas thing. Oh, we were, man. he, I was like, you know, you were drunk the whole time. He's like, I don't really remember the entire visit. I remember some of it. Why. And that'd be why. <laughs> I'm going to block it out too. <laughs> it just, I mean, but. Yeah, it just they. Uh, I love them so much. Like I don't know. I, I love I I love my husband, and he tells me all the time. I don't think you love me enough. I'm again. I'm a Capricorn. But they didn't pick very like overly affectionate women. Yeah, and that's where I'm like, uh, uh, why if you need to be coddled? Find another broad because it's not me. I'm so busy. Yeah, I'm like <laughs> I don't got time to sit there and handhold you 24 7 as I have two kids that I'm still trying to take care of and get them to stay alive and and see the end <laughs> go through school and make sure that they're successful in life because you know I already have one that's out of the house and I don't have to deal with her but I do have to deal with it anyway it's a whole thing I'm like listen I just don't have time I work full time I've got to come home I've got things to do with the kids homework make sure they're getting their stuff done and my husband's like well I worked really hard today so therefore I don't I'm not cooking and that's nice that's fine and um, you figure you out I'm gonna figure out what the kids are gonna eat because parents always keep them fed and it's not gonna be you I love him I'm because like there's so many unfoldings as a person like that yeah you just get by literally just speaking it out loud and talking it's so funny because like if I say oh I'm really hurting today because I have like chronic pain I have chronic issues yeah and um I'm like I'm really hurting today and he's like how can I fix it let me help you fix it. What are you, have you done this or that? Let's get you to, you know, all of these things. And I'm like, 
he's hurting and I'm like oh I'm sorry babe that sucks I'm like I'm that shitty person and I'm like take a shower take a hot bath like you normally I don't know what to do for you even though I am I like that you're the healer except when you're at home your defenses go down and that's like that's what I hear when you say that is like then he has to take on the role. And that's where you guys are each other's duality is yeah. like, you're the calm person for him. But then he also balances that out for you by being your stability when you're needing it. Yeah, no, we do balance each other pretty well. And he knows whenever I'm like, I absolutely cannot do it today. I can't take care of the kids. I can't do it. I've been at work and I'm in such severe pain that I just need to go lay down and go to bed. And he will step up. And the next thing I know, he's bringing me up dinner and says, you need to eat. You've been taking ibuprofen like candy today. So your stomach's going to hurt. So I brought you food. Wake up, eat. I love that. Yeah. So he does take care of me a lot. He'll run me a bath even in the middle of the night. Because apparently lately, I figured out that I have restless leg syndrome. But like all day. So it's not just at night. It's like an all day thing. And so he'll wake up with me at two in the morning when I'm screaming out loud. And he's like, let me get the heating pad and wrap your legs. And let me, do you want me to run you a bath? So Steven, he has a reputation. We shouldn't be dogging him out like this. (laughs) Nobody knows he's nice. His friends know, because they're always like, you're so nice to your wife. Like you really she's the only one that you're truly nice to you know what like all of us what the what the four of us well I would say even you too because it took a while but like all four of us I think are really difficult for you to like gain our trust or like you're extremely outgoing and friendly but you're not somebody who's just like yeah I'm gonna trust you and talk to you about life or whatever and that we all had to work really hard to be able to have that with each other. And I feel like once, once he specifically is like trusting of you, he's such a nice, Oh yeah. Per, like he's such a different person. And like, he just has a rough exterior. And that's why like him and Brian are opposite where like, yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. They are opposites in that way because Brian seems more friendly but then in the inside he's like I don't fucking want to talk to you yeah exactly (laughs) my husband's like on the outside legit I don't want to talk to you I don't need new friends blah 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 but then he gets to know you and it's all downhill from there and then he he never shuts the fuck up so then there's that I'm like you're oversharing now honey calm down reel it back (laughs) you don't have to share your entire life story (laughs) my favorite thing is that they'll be like to each other your wife's like fucking hella spicy man your wife's like on one and for like you have the same exact complaint about like each other's wives (laughs) we're the same person we're the same we we're not, have, you guys chose us so what does that say about you I tell guys? Brian all the time I'm like I can't help that I am me like this is who I am you have the choice to not be here if right. you don't like it you, there's always a door my stepdad 
<laughs> right after I met Stephen and we got together and everything and um, he proposed to me. Stephen proposed to me and he, my stepdad goes, are you sure? You know, she's crazy, right? You know that she's not mentally stable. Like she has her crazy moments and he's like, that's what I love about her. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like how dare my stepdad sit there and tell him. And I'm like, is it that obvious? My stepdad had a conversation with Brian where he was like, I'm shocked that someone married her yeah and he was like I am so I'm she is mean and he was like I am (laughs) I and and Brian's like what do you mean she's mean and he's like her standards and expectations are high and if you don't meet her expectations she's mean and and I heard that and at first it hurt my feelings and then I was like as I should be. Like, if you know something about me and you're talking about me, I hope that it's, she has really high expectations of her energy. And like, you have to earn her, like her trust. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know my stepdad too was trying to see, is he really in it for the right reasons? Like, I am not a nice person when I'm pregnant with girls. And so when I found out I was having a girl and we were going to have a girl together. You almost bit off his thumb. Yeah. (laughs) My mom legit told him, if you need to come stay the night at our house, our door's open to you. I know. He used to tell us, Amanda's being wild right now, but it's all right. I called her mom. Her mom's headed over. And I'm like, you called her mom? I hated being pregnant. I was so miserable pregnant. I couldn't have fought you pregnant. Me, I <laughs> I was so miserable. I I was too, but I was older too, so that didn't help. You anything. have water in that cup. Yeah, I need some. <laughs> I drink all mine. Um, yeah. So I am so glad that I'm never gonna be pregnant ever, ever, ever again, ever and in my fucking life. Well, I can't. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure it'll kill me the next time. That's why I can't. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you had similar but worse issues. So yeah, I, I'm just glad, but yeah, my whole family knew, oh crap, she's having a girl. She's going to be off the rails. And then postpartum sets in and it makes things even worse. <laughs> we were speaking of you talking about like our like traumatic birthing stories when we were just on our anniversary trip, we were up talking for like hours and he was talking about like when I went into labor with Mac and like how traumatic it was for him with the C-section and them not letting me in the room or letting him in the room. And he's like, they didn't tell me anything. He's like, they suited me up to go in. And then he's like, then they told me and your parents that I couldn't go in. He's like, and then your dad was getting hyphy trying to figure out why I wasn't allowed in. And he's like, so then that was going on. And he's like, I didn't know what was going on with you, but I've had a kid with a C-section and like, I was in the room and like, whatever and so he's like so I was panicking and yeah and I'm just like and then to find out like so for I mean I've said it on the podcast before but like I got pregnant and had an abortion after I had Mac and it was the most like difficult choice but also I had been taking precautions to not get pregnant and so it's not something that like I wanted and I had such a difficult 
pregnancy. And then to find out like with my um, diagnosis of my brain disease, like if I had a kid, like I could have severe like brain damage. I can have like, like it could be crazy. So that's why I'm an advocate for being able to make your own choices. <laughs> I just feel like it's your body. Do whatever the fuck you want to it. If you're going to ruin your body, ruin your body, like whatever. And not saying that that's what abortion is. Cause um, I very much believe that there is issues and I could go into all of the things. And you were as somebody who has had, you as a support system when they've made that choice like there was not one single time that I ever felt shamed by you about anything I didn't talk to you in my decision making process no but um yeah when you told me that this is what I'm gonna go do and this is the day I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. and I have my family I'm gonna go stay over at my mom's and all of this you know what my stepdad is the one who took me to my appointment yeah. And he sat there the and because I took the pills. So right. he had to take me and it's like two or three different appointments. He took me to every appointment. He waited there with me. He made sure that I didn't go by myself because Brian wasn't able to. Yeah. I just was glad that you had somebody. And I remember telling you that over and over again. I'm just so glad that they're there to help you through this since I was hundreds of miles away and couldn't be there because I knew what a difficult decision it was for you. And it just, I don't know. I think we've always just been so connected that like, I just knew that it was such a hard decision for you, but you also needed to consider what was gonna be best and the healthiest thing overall. You remember that uh, medication that I got put on when I got diagnosed? Yeah. And so that I, that medication was so intense on like, literally like talking to myself to stay alive every day that I can't imagine having the additional stress of a little kid and figuring out daycare and all that, because like, there's such a, I don't know. I like, there's such a financial like aspect to having another kid and that stress. And like, I wasn't, I was in so much pain and stuff that I wasn't able to be going to work every day. And I was like, uh, I just, I just couldn't imagine. I think that I literally, I wouldn't be here anymore if I had had another kid. Like there's so many reasons. And that's why, like, I was trying to protect myself from that. So, yeah having a kid is rough no matter what and I just I think everybody's got to make their own decisions for what's going to be best for them and they should always listen to their bodies and really think about things like I don't know I'm being the empath that I am I can I can tell when people are truly happy and when they're not and like I just think about I guess when I get around somebody who's trying to go through something like that it's I know that they're really struggling because I can feel the struggle and like I said like you and I are are connected and have been since 
day one mm -hmm. I remember before we even met when yeah. we met is when I found out I was pregnant with Mac yeah and I remember talking to you um like FaceTiming or whatever like video chatting with you and stuff whenever you and Brian just first got together and he and Stephen was like well, what do you think of her and I was like she's fucking badass you know if he doesn't like her then um, I'm still going to be her friend. So if they don't stay together, just know that I still want to be her friend. And Recently, your <laughs> husband was like, he goes, you were so nice when we met you. He's like, when I met you, you were so nice. And he's like, and you were quiet and you like observed. And he's like, and now he's like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I'm you were so sick. You were not doing well yeah. that trip. Like you were really pushing through for Brian to be able to come up and and be on the road for that many hours, going through morning sicknesses and all day sicknesses, really, and all of that. And I just felt bad. And I kept saying, why don't you just stay here? Why don't you just hang out at the house with me? And you're like, I need to go with him. And I'm like, no, you don't. You can just stay. I also, though, like... So the reason that I was so quiet and stuff like that in the beginning was because I had, I had the relationship that I'd had previously, there was like a year break in between, but the relationship that I'd had previously was extremely abusive. Right. And an abusive family. And I just learned and was conditioned that like, I needed to be quiet and like, he's going to be mad at me if I stay back and I hang out and whatever. And so I'm going to go with him, even if I'm miserable and whatever. And I very much was like, oh, in order to be loved, I have to be this person. And then I feel like with this, but like with my family and stuff, I've always been me. And I just learned that with our family, like you can just be yourself and we're all loud and we're all of us are the person that when we're in a room, people are like, who is that person? Yeah. And like, they're, you know, and their energy is really loud. Yeah. They're a really loud energy. We're all those people. And we figured out how to like mesh it all together. And I just like, yeah, I think that's so fucking cool. Yeah. I love, I love us. I love us. Like we do, we have a good time and our kids are the same age our littles you guys are old so you have like older kids but um <laughs> <laughs> but our little kids are the same age <laughs> oh <I'm> so old <laughs> well but you're only 22 is that what my husband said 22 yeah oh, the yeah. fuck i talked about that on uh, i think i talked about it on lick it like a lollipop my brother-in-law over chris oh it was my birthday last year he was like <laughs> I thought it was like my 22nd or 20 yeah 22nd birthday or some shit and I'm like His I've been with your brother for eight years at that point like what do you mean and he's like no this entire time I legit thought that he started dating you when you were in high school and like I've thought that your entire relationship and he's like I've always thought it's fucking weird that's why I like always had like a weird thing about you guys being married and me and Amanda are just like what the fuck <laughs> I'm like, has, he has, first of all he had the worst concept of time and I will say I will say that our 16 year old he sits there and he is like last night in fact he was like like 
why does he think that it's like this time? Like it only takes where we live to get to my son's work. It takes about 15 minutes. Okay. And, and that's going quickly, but he always like thinks it's like 30 minutes. It takes 30 minutes to get to his work. And I'm like, where the fuck do you think his job is? Like, it's not that far. It is not that far. It is literally the longest is going down our mountain it makes me think it's to toy, the story, toy story two or three when the guy's like i gotta drive all the way to work and he literally lives across the street it's yeah. like chicken cluck or whatever the fuck yeah. i'm like what is wrong he has the worst concept of time worse i don't even know where he gets like how do you get there from there like how do you get from point a to point b it is <laughs> It is astounding to me, his concept of time. I'm just, he, uh. Although we adore men individually. Yeah. We agree that as a group, they're rather stupid. Really. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, how long do you think it's been? He, he'll be like, oh yeah, I need to do this because I haven't done that in like months. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You just did that like two weeks ago. No, it feels like it's been longer than that. If Let me pull watched, out my day planner. If you've watched 50 First Dates, I just always think of the guy with the shark bite. Smoke another one. <laughs> like, I, we say that all the time. Oh, go smoke another one. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Well, thank you everybody for listening to our family. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this was a perfect like introduction I feel like to people getting to know you and our dynamic and I know that something that we've really been talking about is sharing more of like our family behind the scenes and our husbands aren't too keen on being on camera but we want to make them so (laughs) it's possible that we'll be um doing our own little bonus series with things and we haven't quite decided if for mystic sisters we want to do a youtube or if we want to do a patreon um so we'll keep you guys updated on that this is really like kind of the beginning of a blossoming adventure together and i think that it's going to be a lot of fun and if you don't like my sister-in-law then fuck you no i'm just kidding (laughs) um i mean i'm not kidding like we ride tight around here but also like you can dislike people if you want to it's okay i'm not everybody's cup of tea i'm tequila yeah (laughs) what booze would i be you would be tequila but what would i be jaeger (laughs) no i don't know why is that the one that popped into my head (laughs) be fucking jaeger I can't do gaping. Black liquor smell just bleh. oh. I don't want to smell funky. I just want like I don't know. I there's only a few like I can only drink like tequila, rum, and vodka. Like whiskey makes me want to fight people and Jaeger makes me literally throw up. It doesn't even matter if it's hidden in it. Yeah, drink. Well then I don't want to be Jaeger. But you're well. You might be a, actually, I see you as being like a um, whiskey, 
that you have to sip on. <laughs> and that's the flavor has to grow on you. <laughs> before people, yeah, because otherwise people are like, oh, calm down. Where yeah. I can, I can I sneak, I sneak up on you. And that's why I'm a- You do, you sneak up on, <laughs> I want to know, like, like, I always wonder what somebody's like first impression is with me. I don't, I can't, and also, I can't give an honest feedback because I, like I said, the first time I met you, I was just like, oh my God, I really like her. I can tell she's got some great personality. Cause I just remember you were just like telling Brian off about something. I was like, I like her. <laughs> <laughs> he was being a smart ass and you just like gave it right back to him. And I was like, that's the one. I like her. She needs to I be in her life. I have to be in a relationship where like people are wondering if we're going to fuck or fight. <laughs> like I, it always, like that's always the energy. And like, I can't, I could not handle anything. I get bored too easy and I can't handle over niceness. Like I'm not an over nice person. Yeah. So then what I start to do is get insecure about the fact that like, I'm a, I'm a, an abrasive person. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, should I be more gentle? Fuck you for trying to change me, but they're just being themselves. And I, I can't, I, again, I cannot do a beagle. Yeah. They're not fun. No. And they get stuck on speed bumps and shit. Like we got to glide right over that. Better be popping some Better shit. Be That's why I'm saying, like, I mine he's balls to the wall, and I think that that's probably why I like him. Pushes me a little more out of my comfort zone sometimes, and that's another yes, thing. Yes, I get pushed out of my comfort zone. I like my comfort zone, but I also push him out of his comfort zone. Also, by taking him in public places, my husband fears for his life daily, so <laughs> he's out of his comfort zone. <laughs> Sounds fine. I only tried to stab him once. He almost bit his thumb off. Okay, but that only happened once. I've calmed way down now that I'm on a postpartum pregnancy. No, we, you know what? Off medications and we've been through all kinds of different versions of our relationships. Yeah, and we're. I feel like we're all at like level healthy points right now. Of and we're also the longest relationships these brothers have ever been in, too. So fact. Yeah. And we don't have gap teeth. It's good. I, I thought it and I kind of giggled and then I turned away. And then you said it and instantly my butthole sank and I laughed. <laughs> <sighs> We laugh that their taste progresses, but they go for the same type of women at the same time. Yeah. So like, yeah. Mm -hmm. So like the first round of, of baby mamas. baby mamas, it was the same exact type of broad with the same exact teeth problem. And listen, not that I... Not that we make fun of people's teeth, but we only make fun of your teeth if you've been cunt bags to our husbands. Right. So um, then it's, there's no rules. We're, protect we're all protective of each other. Yeah. And like, also, yeah, I feel like if you're, 
if you're rude to my husband, please expect that I'm going to find something to make fun of you about. It will be that way. Um, I won't say your name publicly. <laughs> we I'm keep not, it real private, but I'm gonna make I'm fun not, of you. <laughs> I'm not saying names at all. Um. Okay. Well, but, yeah, well, I guess we should wrap it up, huh? We're. I don't know how long it's been, but the sun's going down in oh the city. Got some content to. Got some content to go do. Um. So make sure that you check out my TikTok um gemini underscore goddess 420 and then what's yours what is mine manda panda manda panda i will tag her in my video so if you guys just make sure to follow me on tiktok i'll tag this bitch and you can go and follow her too um this is also wrapping up season three so i'm going to be taking a couple week break from this podcast and then we're going to be coming season back three, i know what? and then we're going to be coming back season four and we're going to be kicking it off with Brittany jones who is a witch running for president um if you haven't already submitted your questions to me please do so at corejectspodcast at gmail.com um that is also linked wherever you are listening to this podcast and i hope you have a great day bye guys cuddly do captain poop